Hey Kira, it's Joel here. Sunday was pretty raw and I just want to thank everybody who was there for your grace and your understanding, your kindness. Um, thank you for letting me be vulnerable and just receiving that in the way that you did. Uh, I don't know what gathering you're at on Sunday or maybe you weren't able to be there at all but uh, tried to sort of express my heart and where I'm at and apologize for a few things and uh, I, I really we wanted to share with you the 11 a.m. gathering because I feel like that's that's the time when my heart came through uh, the best and, and what I wanted to say I feel like came across. So if you've got some time, I'd, I'd love if you take time to listen to the 11 a.m. and just see what the Spirit is doing among us and uh, yeah, just feel like it's important for us all to hear that. And I, I just want to reiterate again just how sorry I am for not being the pastor, the the spiritual father, the the person that I needed to be um, in this last season, and I'm, I'm committed to what's ahead, and uh, I'm I'm sorry, I really am so deeply sorry for for not being that person. And look, uh, um, I, I'm not saying like our marriage is bad or anything like that. Katie and I are doing great, and she's such a rock of my life. And there's been no uh, great moral fall, but but a failure to love well and a failure to treat the people closest to me with kindness and compassion and care and attention that they uh, so um, so well deserve. And uh, I'm thankful for the people that have really stuck by and, and different things like that as well and, and had grace for me in that. And so, uh, yeah, take some time to listen. Uh, have a great week. Uh, if this brings up anything for you, please do reach out. Um, would love to, you know, if there's things that need to be reconciled, love to have the opportunity to reconcile with you. If, um, you know, maybe it just triggers other things and you just want to chat, you need some support, please do reach out. Uh, love you and uh, enjoy listening. Good morning, everybody. Morena. Should we celebrate one more time with those who got baptized? Praise the Lord. Love seeing people give their lives to Jesus and baptism. Yeah, thank you, worship team, for leading us. We can thank them too while we're at it. It's good to be together. Thanks for gathering together today. Uh, Katie's not with me today. She's up in Auckland. I think there's six people being baptized up there this morning, which is fantastic. Uh, it's just awesome to see, as I said, people giving their lives to Jesus. And it's awesome to see the fruit of the ministry of the people of Curate and all of the service and all of the giving and all of the prayers and all of the faithfulness. Um, the Lord is at work among us and we should be thankful that we get to see him and move in such a way. We're going to start a, a new series today, um, although today's going to be uh, a little bit different. I'm not going to apologize, but you might feel like I need to by the end of it. Uh, <laughs> but um, it's going to be a little bit different just because that's how I feel like the Lord has led me today. And it might even be a little bit raw and We've already done it once at the 9am, so I'm honestly up here not knowing what's going to come out, um, so we'll see. But uh, as we do this series in Philippians, 
Um, we've produced a little like reflection booklet for everybody. Just allows you to spend some time with the Lord during the week, uh, reflecting on the passages of Scripture that we're going through each week. So I think you can grab them from the info area or you can ask your small group leader, they can get them for you. And then all the questions in there make for the great conversation around small groups as well. So it's sort of like a leader's guide as well, all wrapped in one. So make sure you get one of those. I think it's on the app and stuff as well, but I encourage people to print it because it's nice to spend some time with the Lord away from your phone. Uh, just so, if, if you can do that, then by all means, grab one. Uh, Philippians, well, let's pray. Let's pray, because I definitely need it. And you're going to need it. Mm. Heavenly Father, thank you for gathering with us. We gather in your name. We gather for your glory. We gather because you're at work in our lives. We gather because you're not finished yet. Lord, we dedicate this next piece of time that we have gathered with you to you. And God, we, we ask that you would come and do what only you can do in our lives where there's need for healing and mending, Lord, we invite you. Lord, we're, we, we feel like we've hit a wall, we invite you. Lord, we were disappointed and in doubt, we invite you. Lord, where we've been hurt and wounded, we invite you. Holy Spirit, would you work through me today with the things that are of you, your words and work, would they remain, would all else evaporate as if it was never here? In Jesus' name, amen. I've had such a crap week. This week, almost every person in our house, including me, sick. <laughs> there was vomiting, that never is good. Not from me, but from others, which is worse. Uh, fed meetings I'd rather not have and interactions I'd rather not have. And I guess I've just... We often come to church and everybody has their church smile on, you put your church outfit on. It's easy to think everybody's doing good. I'm not doing very good. It's been a hard week, but it hasn't just been a hard week, and I think that's the hardest part about it. It's been a hard few years. And, uh, you know, I don't want to make this about me because it's not about me, it's about the Lord. But just hopefully sharing honestly might open us up for him to move. But it's been a hard few years. Uh, in 2020, when I uh, found myself face-to-face -face with burnout, that was so confronting, so exhausting. I don't know. I know not many people have experienced it, but if you have, you, you know that it, it's, it's debilitating. 
oh, it was always somebody that's energetic and had up and go and was ready to roll and, you know, maybe just give me a coffee and I'm good to go, but I'm good to go, you know? Had a big tank, had big capacity, and I, I hit a wall and I don't want to get out of bed. I don't want to see anyone. I, I really loved... Before that, I loved what I got to do. I felt like I was living in the calling God made me, like the very reason God made me. It took me a while to be convinced of it, but then I'd realized it and I was loving it, but then I woke up and I didn't want to do it anymore, which is very unnerving. It's very, it throws you off to to the big part of your life, the calling, what you feel like you're here to do now, you don't want to do it. And I, I, felt, I felt so lost, so, so lost. And then I, I came back and had a bit of a break, but I was still burnt out and I, I felt like the Lord gave me enough grace to keep going and I really want to keep going. I really wanted to run away and hide on a tropical island or something, but you know, life and jobs and all of that. <laughs> And so I, I try my best to keep going. But the reality is, as a bit of a wounded soldier. And wounds have a, a way of wounding others. Pain has a way of causing pain. And obviously, I wasn't exactly coming out of or trying to heal and burn out, coming back into my role into an easy time. It was 2021 and... It was still chaotic, and, and then, you know, I, I misplaced all of the years, but just when I felt like I was getting some momentum, all that vaccination rubbish happened. And, and I say rubbish for lots of reasons, and I don't mean to bring up any more wounds for anybody, but honestly, it hurt me so much. I felt like us and our leadership team, we had sought the Lord and I'm sure we could have done things differently and many things differently, but we really felt like we sought the Lord and tried our best to lead a complicated church with many facets of ministry through that time. And we didn't do it perfectly, but we did do it with pure motives. And I've never experienced so much hate and so much abuse and so much misunderstanding, which pushed on more wounds of me, you know, of not wanting to be rejected or wanting to be understood or wanting to be liked. And it really hurt me. People I loved and people that I'd served and people I prayed for and people I married. (laughs) Yeah, it hurt. And then not long after that, all the the things around our son, our oldest son started to come out. And we had to navigate not only the difficulty of those things, but the police and the courts and the complications. and, And through it all, I've tried my best to more or less get up here every Sunday and serve the Lord and serve you guys. Preach the word, lead a prayer, believe for God to do something 
you know, great in all of our lives. <sighs> but I just, I rove it this week. Just be like, I just, I can't pretend I'm strong when I'm not anymore. And I'm like, I was so excited about this series. I love teaching. I love teaching. I was like, yes, we're going to do a series through the book of the Bible. I love Philippians. Like, I love it so much. When I was in Bible college as a 17-year-old, I thought I'd begin to write a commentary on the book of Philippians. I got three pages in until I realized I was way out of my depth and completely unqualified. But I, I love them, and I, I'm excited to teach to it. And I was excited, and I'd written this message actually weeks ago, and then as I came to this week to prepare, there's just one piece, and I, I couldn't escape it, and I couldn't help that the Lord was just wanting me to only just talk about one thing in here, but to talk about it out of my own need for it. Not out of having had it, or having nailed it, or having clocked it but needing it too, and so here we go. Philippians chapter 1, verse 1. This letter is from Paul and Timothy, slaves of Christ Jesus. I'm writing to all of God's holy people in Philippi who belong to Christ Jesus, including the elders and the deacons. May God our Father and Lord Jesus Christ give you grace and peace. Every time I think of you, I give thanks to my God. Whenever I pray, I make my requests for all of you with joy. For you have been my partners in spreading the good news about Christ from the time you first heard it until now. And I am certain that God who began the good work within you will continue his work until it is finally finished on the day when Christ Jesus returns. So it is right that I should feel as I do about all of you, for you have a special place in my heart. You share with me the special favor of God, both in my imprisonment and in defending and confirming the truth of the good news. God knows how much I love you and long for you with tender compassion of Christ Jesus. And here's the bit, verse nine. And I pray your love would overflow more and more, and that you will keep on growing in knowledge and understanding. For I want you to understand what really matters so that you might live pure and blameless lives until the day of Christ's return. May you always be filled with the fruit of your salvation, the righteous character produced in your life by Jesus Christ, for this will bring much glory and praise to God. I mean, I would love to teach on heaps of stuff in here. And I would love to talk about lots of these different words and what they mean in the Greek and the different idiosyncrasies. But we're not going to do that today. We're going to zoom in on verse 9. I pray that your love would overflow more and more. Because the reality is, is that 
the love does not from me overflow enough. That I need the love of God to overflow from me more and more. And in this last season of time, through wounds and pain and suffering and trials and testings and attacks, I have not loved adequately enough. I I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I think in a time in my life where God was trying to call me to not just be a good leader or a good pastor, but actually a a father in his church, a spiritual father, the wounds and the different things going on inside of me had left me distracted from that journey. And I'm sorry, I'm sorry for not being who God and who you needed me to be in this church. And so I, I want Paul's prayer that your love would overflow more and more. I want that to be true in my life. And I want that to be true in all of our lives. And I want above all else when people come into contact with our life or come into contact with this church, that they would say, man, their love just overflows more and more. Last year, on November 10th, it was the evening before we had our sentencing court appearance thing. And so I remember it vividly. It was a beautiful, still sort of spring pre-summer. It was one of the rare, not raining ones. It was a beautiful evening. Um, Obviously, Katie and I didn't really know what to feel. The whole mood in our household was a bit, you know, it's the day before we don't know what's going to happen the next day. And so Katie and I, we grabbed a couple of camping chairs and we dragged them out in our backyard, which overlooks the harbour, and we, we watched the tide come in and it was still and it was beautiful and there were birds, but inside, I, I wouldn't say it wasn't still inside, it was just really weird inside. And we poured a, each other like a deep glass of wine to watch the tide and the kids played in the backyard and... I don't think Katie and I really said much to each other. We just sat there and stared for an hour or two until one of the kids went inside and then came back out running and said, it's raining inside. We have a two-story house. They ran back into the bottom story and they said, it's raining out. It's raining inside. We're like, what does that mean? We come inside to see just water gushing 
out of our light fittings, down the walls. In downstairs, there's a couple of inches of water. We go upstairs to find that our daughter, she'd never done this before. She decided to run our bath. And then our bath, rather than she couldn't find the plug because it was in the overflow, and you're supposed to take it from the overflow and put it down there. So she grabbed the plug from the other bath and it had been going for the whole time we'd been sitting out there. When it rains, it pours, right? When we're already sitting there thinking, God, I don't know how we could keep going. All of a sudden, we're ripping out the furniture, we're ripping out the carpet. You know, we're up late that night just trying to get everything out of the way. Nobody's sleeping in their own bedroom. Katie and I, we've gone out to the caravan. Like, it is a mess. The next day, we got the court appointment, we got the tradespeople around, we got the fans, the blowers, the dehumidifiers, the skirtings coming off, the jibs coming off. We're getting changed into our court best. Where are you guys off to? It's a long story. It's a long story. But here's the thing. That bathtub, it was overflowing. But it didn't need to try to overflow. Right? It didn't overflow by its might. It didn't overflow by its power. It didn't overflow by trying really hard to overflow. It just had to be open to a source. And as long as it stayed open to the source without almost any effort, just abiding, just staying open, it was able to overflow. The amount of love that we are able to give is directly proportionate to the amount of love we get. And we all arrive here with some people maybe with having quite great parents, some people with, you know, maybe having some significant good relationships in their life, maybe some people with having a spouse that really able to love them well. We all arrive here with our, our bathtub, so to speak, differing levels of full, but here's the thing. The amount of love that you need to overflow can never come from another person. It doesn't matter whether you've had all the great cards dealt to you. It doesn't matter whether or not you have the family of you know, perfect psychological examples. Doesn't matter if you had the perfect spouse, the perfect church, no amount of human love can give you enough to overflow. People are supposed to be a conduit of God's love, there's no doubt about that. But don't confuse the conduit with the source. And so no matter where we arrive where we come from to arrive here today, we must recognize that without the love of God poured into the bathtubs of our souls, there will never be enough to overflow.
I pray, as Paul said, that your love would overflow more and more. And so we've got to open ourselves up to that kind of love. 1 John chapter 4, verse 7, you may have heard this before. It's, it's a beautiful, important verse. Dear friends, let us continue to love one another for love comes from God. Here's the thing is that the more we try to love out of our own half-filled bathtubs, the more frustrated we get, the more tainted the water gets. We're, we don't have enough to overflow, so we're trying to splash it out and always coming up dry. 1 John 4, verse 17, it goes on and says, and as we live in God, here's the key, as we live in God, our love grows more perfect. So we will not be afraid on the day of judgment, but we can face him with confidence because we live like Jesus here in this world. Such love has no fear because perfect love expels all fear. If we are afraid, it's for fear of punishment. And this shows that we have not fully experienced his perfect love. We love each other because he first loved us. If you're here today and you know, know Jesus, Jesus is the display of God's love. Maybe you've never had perfect love. Maybe you feel like you've been carrying around a, a bathtub, a bucket you could never get filled and everywhere you've looked, it's only turned up more and more empty. The good news is today is there is a love of the Father expressed through Christ Jesus that's available to every single one of us that might cause an overflow from our lives. As, a, as the love of the Father pours into our lives, it heals as the love of the Father pours into our lives, it mends. As the love of the Father pours into our lives, it takes away shame and condemnation. And it begins to fix the leaks so that there might be an overflow. But the overflow is directly proportional to the amount of ourselves that we open up to God to pour into. Is that making sense? Now some of us, because of all different sorts of reasons, hurt, we don't feel safe, the wounds of the past, we find ourselves in a season of time like this with our little communion cup. Like, God, that's about as much as I feel like I can trust you with at the moment. And you know, if you want to fill a communion cup, you don't get a fire hose. You get a, a little water filter. And you just drip it in there. And so if that's all we offer to God, we might only expect, like God will fill whatever we offer to him, but we might only expect a few drips to overflow. The overflow will be proportional to what is offered. Some of us find ourselves, we've, we've gone big. 
a regular-sized cup. Oh God, maybe, maybe you could pour, maybe you put the water filter away and just get the normal tap, Lord, and just let it, let it overflow. And if that's all you have today, if that's all you can muster up to, to let God into, it's better than nothing. He'll, he'll overflow that. He will. Maybe you're a bucket of a person today. You get the bucket, you get the hose to fill this. I ain't waiting for the tap. God, I offer you, I offer you more, Lord. Pour it in that there might be a bucket-sized overflow. But the reality is, is even that's not enough. So I have my good friend Jack here. He's going to bring the 40-gallon drum. Oh, you're carrying on your own this time. Come on. Thank you, Jack, for your services rendered to the Lord today. Appreciate that. Gary, who was asking to find me a barrel this week, was like, do you want me to clean this one up? Do you want me to paint it? Do you want me to... It's a bit... And I thought, it's perfect. That looks like my life. A bit faded, stained, flaky, and rusty. Anyone feel like that today? That's how I feel. But I realize through the pain and the disappointments and the attacks, and the mistakes, I was offering God just some of this. And I was trying my best to love people, but I was tripping up over myself every turn. And it didn't matter. I mean, I tried hard. People will tell you, I tried hard. And it left me feeling so defeated because I'm like, I've never been trying so hard in my life. Yeah, there's just so many leaks, so many stains. And when, it's, when there's leaks, it's, like, it can't, it's not overflow. It comes out, just comes out a bit tainted. And so I come here today knowing God is faithful to overflow whatever you offer him. And if we could bring our faded, rusty, flaking, stained, dented barrels of ourselves to the Lord, he's faithful to overflow. If you want to fill a barrel, you want a fire hose or a rainstorm or a river or a spring and that's what God needs to do in me. And that's what I pray he does for us. Because Paul's prayer is, I pray that your love would overflow. He doesn't pray, I, I pray you'd work really hard on loving. I pray you would try harder. I pray 
that it would overflow. Love comes from God if it's to overflow. We must open up whatever we can muster up trusting God with because he's good and let him overflow. Through burnout, through our son being charged, through complaints, through pain, I've caused my fair share of pain in others. And for that, I'm deeply sorry. I've wrestled over this last season. I've wrestled, I've tried hard to not quit. (laughs) I know I, I, you know, I've been up here, I've been preaching, I've been showing up, whatever, but there hasn't been many days in the last three years where quitting hasn't been front of mind. We're just turning up to a pastoral meeting or catching up with somebody or the thought of preaching on Sunday just hasn't required digging deep for every last drop that might be inside. And I'm hopeful for better days ahead. I'm more hopeful now than I've ever been, but I'd do a disservice to myself and to our church if I wasn't honest about the cost. I'm deeply sorry to our our staff and those who work with me more intimately because I haven't been who I've needed to be. And I'm thankful for their grace. But I, there's been different people who've wanted us to resign, wanted us to quit, or wanted us to get fired, some variation of one of those. And to be honest, most days I'm more than happy to hand in my resignation lately. But I know that that's not, that wouldn't have been the faithfulness of God. I, I mean, I've offered it. I've offered it to our board on several occasions, like, hey, if our, if our time's done, it's done and that's fine. Like, we, we submit, like, it, it's not. But I've had to wrestle with in that and wanting to quit and feeling, feeling like a failure and feeling unqualified and feeling not good enough and not feeling like, I've had to wrestle with some stuff in there. Why am I doing this? (laughs) Why am I doing this? And I have to come to terms with, and hopefully you can come to terms with it too, like, because I'm not up here because I'm the best prayer in the room. I'm certainly not. And I've already been real honest, I'm not the best lover in this room. And I'm not the best preacher in this room. And I'm, I'm not the smartest person in this room. And to be honest, there's many people better qualified than me to do this. 
<laughs> yeah. But God asked us to do it. But we don't want to do it. <laughs> but we came around in the end. And I think God still has asked us to do it. So I come here to repent. Come here to put my boots on for another day. But come just desperate for what Paul prayed for, that his love would overflow in me more and more. And I pray it for all of us too. So I think we should spend the remainder of our time together opening up the barrels of ourselves to the Lord to fill. If you can only muster a communion cup today, God will meet you at the communion cup. But let us stand if you're willing and able. If I've hurt you or let you down, I'm sorry. The church has let you down in this last season of time. I'm sorry. I don't come here having figured it out. Just, just come here with an empty barrel. Believe in God can cause it to overflow. And as His love pours in today, I know there's going to be wounds mended here. I know there's going to be hurts mended here. I know there's going to be pain that's going to find a soothing balm in the Lord's presence. There's going to be restoration here today. So as the team leads us in song, do what you gotta do. You gotta get on your knees, gotta find some space in the aisles, gotta go to the back, gotta come to the front. I'm sure the prayer teams around would love to minister to people that want that. Just get somewhere here you can be seen, but open up your soul to the Lord that our love might overflow as the love of the Father has poured in. These are really tears of joy because I'm so excited for what God is going to be doing from this day forward. It's been a really challenging few years for the church. Um, maybe some of you don't know, I'm, my name is Joshua. I, I'm on the board of Curate as well. And it's, it's been a really hard time with all the decisions we've had to make and but I want to say something Joel 
is a very good man. And Joel, on behalf of the church, we just want to say to you, we love you. We really do. We really love you. And on behalf of, you know, people that, whether it is staff or ex-church members whom you feel you might have hurt or let down, I want to say we forgive you. We accept the apology. This doesn't absolve you of the need to go to that individually where you feel, where you think it's appropriate. But as a body, we just want to say we forgive you, we love you, we accept you, and you are a good man. And, and if you guys... <laughs> go and give him a hug later. It's good. It's, a, it's permission giving. Wherever we're at, whatever battle you face, whatever level of insecurity or hurt or rejection or battle you're facing today, it's permission to grieve. It's permission to be honest. It's permission to be vulnerable. It's permission. He meets us in those places. And that's where He heals us. It's permission giving. I need His love. We need His love. And uh, yeah, for me this week, uh, what does it look like to actually be a vessel that opens up, that allows His love to come in? For me, it looks like actually sitting and taking the time to allow Him to minister in those places, to not keep rushing about through life, actually take the time to sit and reflect and feel the pain and feel the hurt and feel the times we're perhaps off earth where I need to repent. I need to go and say sorry. It's, it's permission giving and it's good. It's really good. It's good. Thank you, my friend. Thank you for letting us in. Thank you for Sharing honestly, thank you for, thank you. Keep it up. <laughs> I, I remember, I remember you saying, you know, when you're heading towards burnout, you know, you talked about you're in the car and the car had been going fast and then all of a sudden it came to a screeching halt and all the stuff on the back came forward. And uh, yeah, I just want to encourage us that perhaps we're in that season where we need to stop the car, perhaps slow it down and uh, allow some of that baggage from the back to come forward and allow Jesus to do His thing and working through that stuff, I know it's true for me. It's true for me. If it's your first time here, welcome. <laughs> this is what it 
what it can look like and at times should. And so we give glory to God. May you experience, may we experience the love of God. Though it is too hard to fully comprehend, to understand, so that we'll be made whole through His power and His love, through His life. Yeah.